old saying that you cannot teach a dog, old dog, new tricks is incorrect. You know why? Because we got 47-year-old Dennis Zendel into the. <laughs> yeah, you're close, I guess. How many years young are you, Dennis? Older than that, for sure. Okay, Dennis Zendel from Central Illinois, also known through some of my podcasts as John Q. Farmer. Uh, joining me today as I'm driving to Colorado and Dennis is driving to St. Louis, dropping off some of his new business venture, Wagyu. Yep. Is that for public consumption or do we need to leave the Wagyu part out, Dennis? No, that's, that's, that's just a For all of your Wagyu beef needs, don't be afraid to call Dennis Zendel. He's one of the greatest Wagyu breeders in the history of the world. He's raising some of the best Wagyu in all of America. And you can get a hold of Dennis for all your Wagyu beef needs at 217-412-8521. Now, supply is limited, so don't wait another gosh darn minute. Call Dennis Sindel today. 815, or excuse me, 217-412-8521. Brief overview of your farm. When did you start raising cattle? When did you know, I mean, I asked this question to Todd Caldwell, and he ignored it. But I'm going to ask this same question to you. When did you know that your name just wasn't Dennis Zendel Farmer, but you were Dennis Zendel National Show Cattle Breeder? And the more aggressive you were, the more good cattle you could raise and the more national champions you could send through the pipeline and get them into the Tracy Gretzkas and end up with the Dennis Borson family like you did two or three years back out of that, that famous donor cow that you have. I don't, I don't know as I ever, ever considered myself in that, at that level, but I guess I'm always trying. I know that you and Tyrone Hullinger and a lot of John Griswold, y'all like to stay really humble, but I'm just telling you, you wouldn't be on the show unless you were to a certain level of performance. And guess what, Mr. Zbar H? You are past the minimum level of excellence and of all breeders in the USA when it comes to show cattle. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a lot, it means a lot coming from you, Matt. The point of this episode is to talk about old Denver and new Denver. Z-Bar H and Matt Lautner cattle and Josh Blackford were some of the only people that brought bulls from the Ohio, or excuse me, from the Iowa and Illinois markets to display at National Western Stock Show in 2022. And I think we need to be committed for that. Some, there were some locals from Colorado in that western market that were there, but me and Dennis and maybe Phil Lautner were one of the few from the eastern Midwest that uh, showed up to Denver, and we got a few stories to tell. But to start off the episode, let's just give a brief overview of your history. I guess like, like a lot of guys, it all started with a 4-H project and kind of progressed from there. But, yeah, in the last... No, we had a donor cow that really started clicking. I mean, we, I, I will tell you that I was just, when I first started flushing her, I was going to flush her to Monopoly. going to be one of my first flushes. And then you jack the semen up to $50. I said, there's no way I'm going to do that. I got to tell you, Dennis, I bet you wished you had done it now, 10 years later when Monopoly's three $400 a straw. But we, we ended up, we ended up flushing to Monopoly and she had a couple of, really good ones. In fact, probably one of the first times I ever met you was we had a top five steer there at Iowa at the State Fair, and I remember talking to you there, probably one of the first times I ever actually 
Mason oh, yeah. face to face. You're talking about the uh, baldy steer that the Voss family showed that Bob Mace sold. Is that correct? Yep, yep, yep. Gosh, that's yeah, that's I, pulling back for some way back memories. And we've, but, we've still got still got some darn good, you know, um, Monopoly females that we're breeding on that, you know, now the same full sips of those steers that, you know, they've been some good ones for us. Yeah, that, that old cow, I mean, that old 643 cow is kind of, kind of what really turned the corner for us and got things going for us. And that would be the mother to the Borson steer as well, the Tracy yes. sold? Yes, same cow. Yep. So tell me just specifically her pedigree. I believe she's Angus sired, right? She's a Luton out of a Hereford Charlotte cow. You bet. She's got bred. Just, I, I got to throw in, it, she was bred by, at the time, he was awful young kid, Jason Jensen. There you go. I was just at Jason three or four days ago. This, this and uh, back, when he, back when he lived north of Rapid, back in the home place, and he was breeding. Belfouche. Yep, he was breeding on some of Grandpa's. I mean, Grandpa had a heck of a set of you know commercial cows, and he was snatching out some of Grandpa's commercial cows and breeding on them. And we bought some heifers from him there for a while. And this year, yeah, that was back at a time. JW Day and I were out running around buying, buying steers, selling them, and we kind of got to thinking that maybe we needed to be buying females to keep the kind of started getting a little better cow herd and uh just in terms of cow types and pedigrees an angus sired luton back on a hereford angus cow to me just as a club calf guy uh that's just a little bit of a cold-blooded pedigree but obviously the success speaks for itself i guess what i'm saying is in your mind's eye prototypical uh cow for or something that you want to flush to a show steer bull uh, just tell me the features that you think your cow delivers on a consistent basis. What bulls has worked with this specific donor cow through the years? She had, she was a Luton out of a Hereford Charlet. That Charlet, I think, was big in the in the genetic gene pool. I mean, she was she was big framed. I mean, she was a bigger framed cows we had. You know, huge legged, huge footed, and really, she was almost coon, coon footed in her in her structure. I mean, she was so soft legged. And those are the things that have just, you know, clicked on a lot of these so-called yep. modern steer bulls we're using today. Sure. I mean, I mean, we, you know, the, mono the monopolies have worked. I mean, we, well, I mean, starting out, we tried her to, to Q-Dog back. I mean, and I mean, gosh, when Geyer and Bonham were coming through here, I, I, I'm 99% sure every, every, every one of her calves that, that Steve Bonham has ever seen, he's bought. No I'll kidding. Just put it that way. And I mean, we've used Q Dog on her. We've used Monopoly. Here I am. We use a lot of Here I Am. I got a nice food cow. How old is this cow? Because Q Dog was early 2000s, wasn't he? Or was she, he mid 2000s? She's, she's dead. She's been dead for a couple of years. I'm still. I've still got embryos on her. I mean, she was an embryo producing fool. Yep. So I mean, on this cow, would you have bought her in the late 90s or the early 2000s from Jason Jensen? She was a six. Yes, just since we talked about one that has perished, just give me an update on your favorite new donor that's coming down the pipe in terms of type and kind and quality. I mean, we're concentrating a lot. One thing we're doing, we've got several of these here. I am daughters of hers that we're playing with, and I've got a maternal maid son that we've been using on them. And boy, that seems to be really clicking. 
mean, I know, Jason, I know your bull that you're speaking of. Tell the audience about it. I believe it's a bull you picked up from Jason Beal there in Ohio. Yep, yep, yep. And what is his pedigree, and do you have a name for him, and do you offer semen? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, contagious is what we call him. He's a, he's a monopoly chunky monkey gal. He was a bull that, I mean, Jason, I mean, he told me about him when, that, that spring when he first seen him as a calf. He said, man, I just seen a good one. You know, he told, told, the yeah. family to leave, told the family to leave the nuts in that one. That one's going to be a good one. And so far, it's, you know, proven out. He's, he's, I got a, a silly little story that'll make me sound like a silly little boy. But, I mean, Jason Beal might just be a handful of years older than me. But he's the type of guy that probably doesn't get out there and just, he's not a self-promoter. And what I'm trying to say is, is whenever he says, I got a good one, he would have my attention. And I'm sure that he has your attention whenever he says that he has a good one. So my point is, uh, he's from the, what I would call the pre-social media old school. And so he doesn't burn up that social media channel quite as heavily as some. But, uh, you know, comparing him to a modern-day Raymond Ganey, I mean, both them boys are doing a darn good job. But uh, if Jason Beal called me today and said, I got one that I think can be the next great bull, I would be on my way to central Ohio that very same afternoon. So I guess uh, trying to give Jason a shout-out in terms of his uh, reputation as well as his uh, cattle-picking ability. So. Value. I mean, we've kind of become friends over the years. Yeah, I value his opinion. You know, a lot. We talk quite a bit. And I, when he talks, I listen. Yep. You bet. But, uh, he gets around, sees a lot. I guess I, another shout out as far as Jason Jensen. I've got a few other cows of those group that we bought. I mean, in the later years, we bought some more. We've still got a handful of those around. Got old Jimmy the Greek cow that still cranks them out. And it's amazing as we go back and look. You know, a lot of them. A lot of them good old cows, you know, go back to some of Jason's cows. He's pretty sure cowboy. Let's have a little bit of dialogue back and forth about the ten Denver 2022 National Western Stock Show. They had a hell of a good steer show up on the hill. I think the numbers were up on the hill for the fat steer show. But basically, every other breed division, bull display, uh, pin shows in the yards, all that was a catastrophe, if we're being honest. And I'm just in terms of numbers. And I guess I just want to be the one that throws down the gauntlet and says, I mean, Denver might have been down this year, but if anybody thinks they're going to stay down, they probably got another thing coming because that facility is amazing. And the staff out there is, you know, they're, they're experienced. So they're going to get, everything kind of in order in terms of the facility over the next year or two. Denver's going to be back to the good old days. Uh, we got to do something about the retard liberal politicians out there, but that's nothing to hold against the, the staff and the, the people that are running the show at the National Western Stock Show. Because, I mean, Denver is Denver. And I'm going to say I'm a, I'm a conservative. If anybody that's listening to this show doesn't already know that, then they're either slow or they're not paying close enough attention because I mean, the stolen election of 2020 is uh, giving us negative outcomes on the daily basis. I just 
I was filling up yesterday with gas, uh, 19 gallons for a hundred dollars, a few dollars yesterday. I just filled up and I think I got five extra gallons and it cost me, you know, $125. So that's just awesome. Whenever old dumbass Biden, uh, is making us pay two and three times as much as we used to for fuel. And it is what it is. We all got to deal with it, but, uh, back, getting back on, back on track and back on focus. Just give me your, uh, little, I mean, you're not only yourself, but you traveled to Denver with another group. Just tell me about your experience in the yards that week and make sure that you include the time whenever the Denver wind blew over my sign and you guys had to help me get it reestablished so we could continue the display day. Yeah, I, I went out with, I got a new bull called Making Moves that went out with, went out with Josh Blackford. He's got a smoke bull he's promoting and, you know, he, he's part of the, um, the sale there, the uh, National Western sale there with uh, Duello, so he was going to be out there anyway. So we ended up going, and yeah, I mean the facilities out there. I mean for the yards, I mean are just phenomenal. I mean when you when you got a, your own fuse box in each each bin there, if you blow up, if you blow a breaker in Illinois, we got to pay a, a union electrician to come flip the breaker there. You just flip the switch yourself. It's really kind of nice, but I mean the facilities are nice, and I mean it's. It is totally different than the nostalgic the old yards. I mean, there's you can't you sure like to have that back, but it's not. But I mean, the, everything is nice out in the open. The, you know, when they get that new facility put and they get it all right there close together, that was a lot of it. You get people there mm-hmm. to see it. But I mean, you know, they they been over backwards to help us to do everything. You know, we got set up and we're kind of standing there on there watching, and then the MLC crew come in and. It was Matt and Weiss, and they were doing it all themselves. I told you, I, you know, just like, you know what? He's doing that all himself. He's just like the rest of us. And- just a quick update to your story. Uh, it was actually just me and Michelle that week without the kids. Okay. And uh, I guess just as a funny little tidbit, I want Oklahoma City to stay the premier display for at least two or three more years. Because me and my wife had more fun at Denver this year just as a couple of two than we've ever had at Denver before because we just were taking care of one bull the whole week. <laughs> so anyways, I mean, it's like uh, Denver will come back and Denver will be our premier spot eventually. And hopefully it'll be with a Republican governor or a little bit more sanity into the political system out there. But uh, for the time being, boy, like John Maples from... Lafayette, Alabama likes to give me a hard time for even going to Denver. And it's like, John, Denver's Denver, okay? Denver's always going to be Denver. Whenever you have the bulls under the Rocky Mountain sun with the Rocky Mountains in the background, there is simply nothing else like it in this world. And I love me some Oklahoma City. I'm a true blue red patriot. Or I shouldn't say true blue. I'm just a true red-blooded patriot. But uh, Oklahoma City is never going to be Denver because there's never going to be Rocky Mountains hanging over the, over the skyline. And I just, I've talked about this with a lot of people, and me and you personally have talked about this, Dennis. But whenever you think about all the families that used to come into the National Western Stock Show, flying into the Denver airport feels like a vacation. And someday, I don't know when that'll be, whether that's 2023 or 2026, whenever everything's completed out there in terms of the facility. 
Denver will return to prominence. There's never, there's, ne there's never going to be a sale that brings 200,000 like the National Western Stock Show Market Steer Show, and there'll never be a bull display like the Rocky Mountain display at the National Western Stock Show. So I, I don't mind going to both for the foreseeable future, but uh, for all you John Maples types out there, it just is what it is. So uh, you can act like it's a, it's a disgrace to my Team Trump platform. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to continue to go to Denver, John Maples. So if you don't like it, just block me. Block my phone, Dennis Sindel. Finish off your uh, story, your comparison. You can enter a little of the political fray if you'd like. Or you can just say Parcheesi if you don't want to talk about politics because most people don't like to talk about politics in public. You, you do a very good job of, of saying what I feel. I'm going to say I agree with you 110% and go from there. Yeah. I, I will I will say with, with all the things that you can do right, we've kind of wondered whether your carpentry skills are probably right <laughs> up to snuff. Well, I mean, I, taking it back to a conversation that we just had, you know who else was a carpenter? Do you know who else? <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. We're going to leave that. We're going to leave that as a cliffhanger. And he probably wouldn't have put a 20-foot-high banner up in Denver when they were yes. going for, for high winds the next day. And Two by fours is support. But it was all good. I mean, it went down, and we all pitched in. We got it back up, and we That's pulled six-foot six heights. Even though me and Dennis and Dell have not been homies ever since the third grade, uh, darn sure that personal interaction, that just – visiting with you i mean it wasn't the greatest denver ever but there was damn sure i specifically had a gentleman from southwest colorado near cortez that bought semen off me specifically when i came through this spring on my travels just because we brought bulls to the national western stock show in denver so how about that john maples anyways uh my point would be <laughs> my point would be there's still people from Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, Montana. The Western market wants the National Western Stock Show to succeed. And guess what that means for Matt Lautner and Dennis Endell? That means Matt Lautner and Dennis Endell want to be there every year with a bull or whatever to, uh, to, to earn those customers' market, you know? I mean, to, to, to be able to build relationships with those folks and, and sell them some calves or some semen or whatever it may be. So... I mean, uh, we're going through crazy times in world history, but uh, we, at the end of the day, we all got to find ways to pay for this $6 fuel. <laughs> so, I'm pretty happy. I was, in, I was just in uh, Missouri, and I bought it for four ninety nine. We should all move to Missouri. I don't uh, actually have any red fuel on my farm, but if a, as a man that grew up in Jefferson, Iowa, at a small farm outside of Jefferson, I have seen some of that red fuel in my life. And by golly, I'm almost tempted to buy an old 100-gallon tank and keep it at my barn. I haven't yet, but someday I'm going to have to get some of that red fuel that saves me the tax money. And I'm sure that he used it all legally, if you know what I mean. So, anyways, uh, it's been a very, very good conversation. Could you give me a prediction on what year Denver will retake its uh, position on the throne as the premier display of uh, all the bull producers out there. Oh, let's say four to five years. Yep, I, I, would, I, would, I would agree with that, yep. They, they, gotta get, they gotta get the hill, the new hill built first. 
know why we have to have an either or. I guess I, I guess great. It's great that. for for the Louisiana and specifically the Lafayette, Alabama market. Uh, for the Texas boys, for the Arkansas boys, I want Oklahoma City to roll. But for that market that we talked about there in the Rocky Mountain region, my boy Dan Bannock from Billings, Montana, he wants Denver to be kicking ass again. So I mean, there's enough there's enough cattle people for both markets, and uh, can't wait to attend both of them in the future. And I appreciate you hopping on here for a little conversation. And you are so good on this, Dennis. You need to become an episodic character in the MLC Big Show before I retire here in the next couple of days. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. We'll see you. Bye.